I'm Jeff Cook. And I'm TJ Wilson. And this is Around the Circle. I'm walking slowly. I'm taking my time. All I could talk in is starting to rhyme. I'm letting go lonely, letting go of strife. I just can't get enough of this beautiful life. The Enneagram. It's a map of the human personality. It's a tool for navigating relationships. It creates language for what motivates us and helps us look at the way we look at everything else. Most importantly, the Enneagram is a mirror because sometimes you need help seeing yourself. My name is Jeff Cook. I am a philosopher, pastor, writer in Greeley, Colorado, and with me is TJ Wilson, businessman, lover of theology, and Enneagram ninja. Hello. My man. Hey. Today. We get to your people. We got to my people. We got all. Oh, we made it. It's gonna be a podcast on the nines. On the nines. We are yes. wrapping up our basic deep dive into each of the types. Uh huh. So basic. <laughs> so basic that they're all an hour long. This is exactly <laughs> what we weren't quite anticipating. But oh, I've enjoyed I was. this. Were you? Yeah. You just know how this rolls. Yep. Dumb Jeff. Prepping. <laughs> Things in these ways. Gotta make it right. You got it's, it. it's gotta make it thorough and complete. And I literally, friends, I was thinking these were gonna be 20 minutes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nope. I had no hope of that. <laughs> the realist and the idealist, or the optimist. Am I? I got an optimistic streak in me. Yeah. I like I'm it. very pessimistic for a nine. That's it. That's why we, we balance each other. <laughs> I say, this is what we should do. And TJ goes, yeah, sure. We'll see might. how that goes. <laughs> when that fails, I'll be here to to lift you up and say, huh, you're a good guy. All right. In fact, this I'm is what in. I like about nines in my life. <laughs> Tell me, what do you like about nines? Since you asked, <laughs> the thing I appreciate most about the nines in my life is that they are the voice that counters my inner critic, and I love me some nines because mm. I will... It, when it when I'm in uh, healthy relationships with nines in my life, and I say, "Hey, I'm really struggling with this," nines can quickly diagnose the inner conflict and speak over it with insight, passion, and especially with a uh, soothing balm of, <laughs> "Hey, I don't think you need to worry about that." Sure. Hey, you're being too hard on yourself. Sure. Yeah. Hey, this is going much better than you are articulating. It's, it's ah, going to be all right. It's just it's gold. Fine. Yeah. Good. What do you appreciate about the nines in your life? Um, I like looking in a mirror. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think I think one of the things I like the most about the other nines that that I'm in relationship with is is that I feel safe being much more myself oh. around other nines. Yeah, yeah. Like there's there's so much of my energy yeah. that is spent making sure that this environment is peaceful. Yeah, this person's not going to cause conflict with, with you. other nines. It's just like <laughs> like we can we can follow rabbit trails and we can say things that might offend each other and like like <laughs> I I feel so much more safe with other nines because I I know how it's going to go. I think that's real common yeah. uh, for all the types. Sure. I could see that in particular. Yeah. Nines not having, well, what would that be? I bet you all the types feel as though they can be much more themselves and be understood mm -hmm. in these relationships. Yeah. So one of the things we have said throughout this podcast is that the Enneagram is about the goal of human life, and the goal is joy. And today we're going to talk about the road to joy and what that looks like for nines. Yeah. Uh, Don, the great Donald Miller says that story is about a character who wants something and overcomes an obstacle to get it. The Enneagram is all about a character who wants something. It's you. You are the character, and you want something. And your Enneagram type is a name for what you want. And the obstacle that is in front of you is your shadow. And the Enneagram also tells you what that looks like. And joy is ahead if you can overcome 
that obstacle. Yep. And that's the big, deep work yeah. of Enneagram studies. That's good. So we're going to mention two dozen or so truths about the nines. And here's the road from what you want to what your shadow is to what the promised land looks like. Yeah, it's good. So let's do it. Let's do let's it. talk about some basics. Yeah. Uh, what are some names for nines? Well, we have the Peacemaker uh, is the most common name. And that's actually about it. You get one name. <laughs> <laughs> there are other names. <laughs> the, uh, so uh, we also see the Mediator a lot. Um some of the things that we've seen in other places, the comforter uh, or the, uh, um, I think we really like the peaceful mediator. Like yeah. I think that it sort of encompasses the two of the more important aspects. The mediation side is I can see the sides right. clearly yep. from a neutral vantage point. Mm-hmm. And because I'm seeking to avoid conflict, specifically among, I want things to be good among other people mm-hmm. around me, mm-hmm. I can mediate in a peaceful state. Yeah. There's the name. Yeah. And that moves to the basic needs, yep. primary desire for a nine. How would you articulate that? Well, um, our desire is to uh, maintain peace, to have balance and um, sort of inner stability. Uh, and this is externally and internally. This is one of the reasons that we're so tired. <laughs> we have the least amount of energy of all the types eights have the most nines have the least and this is because we are spending so much energy trying to maintain peace inside of ourselves and maintain peace outside of ourselves because we want it to just we would just want everything to go smoothly nines are part of the gut triad mm-hmm. um instinctive body type great um Talk about the body types. So body types, uh, eights, nines, and ones, uh, we are we are all, this is how we process information. This is how we take in information and interact with the world. This is, uh, so the gut types are taking in the world through our body. This is uh, action-oriented. This is the way that the the energy of the space feels. This is this is what gut instinct is about. It's, it's that, like, Having a thought that's not a thought or a feeling, but just sort of an intuition. Nines take in the world through their body, but there's something unique about the nines. We are in the middle of that triad, just like threes in the head heart space and sixes in the head space. We take in the world through our body, but we do not engage the world through our body. We actually have equal access to thinking and feeling in engagement, but we don't act we take in the world through our gut but we don't act from there now we'll talk more about that when we talk about stances and mm-hmm. action repression yep but uh because nines are in the body triad they are also resistant to the present mm-hmm. so how does that materialize with with nines well it's i i think of it a lot like uh that sort of going to sleep to now so we are Again, we'll talk about this in the stance, but we're we're sort of past focused, and and so we're more interested in remembering what has kept us safe, we're remembering what has helped us maintain a certain level of control and peace within our our sphere, and we're we resist the present because the present is filled with conflict. Here it is. Yeah. You mentioned in the stance that stance is about how we get what we want mm-hmm. and nines. Let's just start with past being past focus in your stance. Sure. You're aware of things in the past. How mm-hmm. does that work? Well, and um, we are sort of oriented to the past in the way that, that we think about how things have gone before in order to make decisions about what we're doing now. So and and we're sort of sentimental in that way, and uh, it has a it, it has a lot to do with spending more mental energy on our past than on what's in front of us right now. Yeah, yeah. Stance is uh, about how we get what we want, and nines are withdrawn mm-hmm. in their stance. That is, they withdraw to get the thing they want, and what they want is. 
control or autonomy. All body types, eights, nines, and ones, want autonomy. Nines, in order to get it, are going to withdraw. Right. So you want to talk about that? Well, it's uh, fours, fives, and nines. We all withdraw to get the thing that we want. And, And for nines, we step back in order to gain our own autonomy, our own control. We, because we want to keep the peace, we never want to enter into conflict. We avoid conflict like the plague and the like just so much more than like the plague we avoid conflict like crazy (laughs) um we hate hate do not know how to handle conflict and um so we step back and and that means that we in that avoiding conflict we do not want to assert ourselves on someone else so we step back for control. We're not going to tell you what to do, and we're not going to fight with you about you telling us what to do. We're actually just going to take a step back. There is commonly a perception of nines being passive-aggressive mm-hmm. in this way. Yeah. Is you want something. You want to be in control of the things that you want to be in control of. Right. It's not everything, right. but it's some things. Right. And you are going to take that control. Mm-hmm in a passive way, yeah. in a withdrawn way. Yeah, and this um, stubbornness is is also part uh, of our thing. Um, and nines are, are particularly adept at making other people think that they agree with them. Um, you can tell a nine to do something, and you can think that the nine is going to do that thing, yep. and then two <laughs> weeks later you find out that the nine didn't. It's because the nine didn't want to. Or they forgot, or they took a nap, or they got distracted. Something happened. But but probably it has a lot to do with the fact that the nine was never going to do it in the first place because they don't want to be controlled by you. We've said this in the past, but there's two very successful politicians in the last 40 years, Reagan and Obama, who are mm-hmm. likely nines. Yeah. And one of the reasons that they may be very successful is because they have this skill mm-hmm. of being able to exude understanding, meet uh-huh. the person where they're at, Absolutely. be able to say all the right things in the lingo that will not arise conflict. Right. The person thinks that they have. And Lincoln, actually, I saw Lincoln li- listed recently, okay. not as a four, but as a nine. Okay. I'm thinking on this uh, recently. When we when we do our Lincoln deep dive into the Spielberg movie, sure. we can talk about this, yeah. but there is something about that that I imagine would be very valuable in a political sphere. Mm-hmm. You do want... you the Nines do have ideals. Yeah. And like all the body types, have a, a radar for justice Mm -hmm. and yet we'll achieve that in a different kind of way and so anyway uh, that could be a superpower that's not necessarily a bad thing to be able to navigate the relationships professionally right and this is actually this is a really great way to to think about and to sort of demonstrate that idea that that we do not engage the world through our action center but we actually have equal access to thinking and feeling Mm -hmm. so in a space where I disagree with the person across from me, I can actually communicate using thoughts and feelings and those two centers that I understand what they're saying and communicate to them in ways that will make them think that I agree with them. But the action center is repressed in the way that I will actually step back and not do the thing that they're talking about. There's a quote from Lincoln in which his son is yelling at him. He's mad. He's like, he says, you're delaying. It's your favorite tactic as he, mm-hmm. as he walks yes. away. We're fantastic at oh, procrastination. I just had another so thing. So good at it. Do you, know, do you know what a pocket veto is? Uh-huh. Uh, Lincoln is the first to uh, use the pocket veto. Of course he was the first one. And so he gets yep. a bill. It's been signed by the legislature. Mm-hmm. He just puts it in, yep. in his pocket. Yep. We'll leave this for, for yeah, later. We'll maybe. deal with this later. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that is withdrawing to gain control. Yep. I could use this. I could pull this out in, in five months if I need something. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you have given this to me and I'm going to hoard it. <laughs> yeah. And I'm uh, also I'm not going to tell you that I'm not going to do this because that might cause a fight. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, it's not explicitly uh, vetoed. Right. That's I suppose that's where it is. Yeah. Um, history nerd out. OK, so coping style. Nine's. I hear, like all the other types, are going to experience difficulties and problems in life. So how is it that the nine 
copes with problems. So nines are part of that positive outlook group. And this is the sort of we pretend like the problems don't exist. We say, oh, don't worry about it. It's going to be all right. Um, we did not mention something that's important, but I think it's appropriate that we didn't mention it in the intelligence center. Is that eights, nines, and ones all struggle with anger. But nines are really bad at it because anger leads to conflict. And so we repress our anger. We turn off our anger. A lot of us are unaware of our anger on the inside. And the coping style is part of that. We don't know how to engage anger appropriately. And we... Uh, I love, I, I heard a psychologist who had really spent time with the Enneagram, a professional therapist who just said, giving permission to nines to understand that we are bad at anger and it's okay that we don't know how to do it well. And it might be okay that we aren't trying to do it well, but we're actually trying to figure out how to deal with it as opposed to getting better at it. Uh, so part of our repression of our anger is that we we turn off our anger. We we do that positive outlook thing. So we say, you know what? I'm not going to worry about this. It's going to be all right. And we sort of go to sleep to problems. Is there wisdom there for nines who are told this? You have issues with anger. Mm -hmm. What would be some wisdom there in terms of saying here's here's three things that you could do to kind of deal with that in a healthy way mm -hmm. to understand your anger to push into positive steps there do you have well, wisdom there first off countering that that positive outlook your anger can be a problem and you can't just ignore it you can't ignore your anger second start to become aware of your triggers like become aware of the signs that anger is developing in you and don't ignore them yeah third figure out how to vent that anger we have a friend who's a nine mm -hmm. who is doing a lot of inner work right now mm -hmm. and becoming aware of all the things that they should have been angry about yeah for a while and yeah. it's bringing up those emotions yeah and now it's twofold yep they are angry at their past and they're angry at the fact that they're now becoming aware yep of their past. Yep. And so it's like this double anger. Yep. <laughs> and it's and it is. And they're spilling really out. bad at it. So it's yeah. coming out in really inappropriate ways. <laughs> when they talk about it, that's what goes on. Yeah. It's like I'm angry about both these things. Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh, this is gonna take some time and work. And yep. And they don't, they don't know how to talk about and, it. And and I'm so bad at it and I can't get better at it, which makes me more angry. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's the worst. I didn't think about that. It's it's cyclical. Yep. Oh, so find find someone that you can just yell with. Yeah. Oh, it's so great. Like that that is actually I sometimes worry that like if if we lived in an apartment, like people would think that I'm really really mean to my wife. Okay. Because oh, she is a safe place for me to <laughs> yell. <laughs> to be clear, I'm not yelling at her. I'm yelling to her about other things that I'm angry about. <laughs> when I lived in an apartment complex, there was always this sound from our neighbor's mm -hmm. uh, apartment. We, we were like, what the hell is that? It was this like rumbling yeah. that took place. Well, it turns out that the guy next door was a psychology uh, PhD student. Okay. And one of the things that they were experimenting with with their anger was yelling into a full bathtub. Mm. So they would okay. fill it with water, put their yeah. head under the water, mm -hmm. and then just scream. Yep. And so we would hear like, yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. like rumbles yeah. at like seven at night. <laughs> it's like, what the hell is that? Yeah, it's perfect. It's like, yeah. Excuse me. <laughs> Don't worry about it. It's, it's, a, it's a therapy thing. Don't worry about but, it. But that's true. It's like yeah. figuring out, you understand as a nine that you are angry, mm -hmm. even if it's the case that, uh, what, it's repressed? Mm -hmm. Would that be it? You you understand you're angry. Right. You may not be feeling angry. Right. But there needs to be methods of engaging those spaces mm -hmm. that uh, it's not just need work, they need release. Right. Right. Batting cages is a great... <laughs> thing to do just just go pay 
$10 to knock the snot out of something for a little while. I've, buy yeah. printers at the thrift store and yeah. take them to a field and beat them to hell with a bat. It's it's a great release. It's so good. Yeah. My favorite boxer is Evander Holyfield. Uh, if you have not seen the fantastic documentary uh, Chasing Tyson, if you like boxing, it's just phenomenal. But he comes across as a, as a nine, mm-hmm. just super... Even keel, soft spoken, definitely like conflict averse dude. Yeah. And yet uh that's entirely it. Yeah. Is like he, he hits he hits things hard right. <laughs> and, right. and gets Zanger out. It's yeah. also the case that one of the more recent uh heavyweight champions, Ruiz, uh, I bet you it was a nine, he comes across just fun loving and mm-hmm. just even keel and sure. Uh, but steps in the ring and turns on the tap. <laughs> Just does knocks man. the hell out of somebody. Like, he just broke that guy's jaw. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Back to coping style then. Yes. You do need to release that anger. Right. But that's not always how you solve problems. Right. Yeah. So, so that 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 problem solving is is about sort of reframing disappointment, reframing the anger, reframing the situation into a a a, a, a positive spin, but. Oftentimes, in a in on on the unhealthy side, it's 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 ignoring the problems. On the healthy side, it's trying to get a little bit better perspective that maybe the problem isn't as big a deal as other people think it is. Yeah, we said this with the sevens as well. The with the positive coping style, nines are spinning things positive in order to get control again Mm -hmm. it's like there is a problem here right it is assaulting your sense of control Mm -hmm. and so if i can spin this positive in your own heart Mm -hmm. and perhaps to others you know regain stability right is that how that works right well like like thinking about the economy like if there were more nines reporting about the economy, then we probably would have way less economic problems, like ups Ooh. and downs. In, oh, in, yeah, like, instability. Like, because a big part of the problems with the economy is people freaking out about it. Okay, yeah. And so if there was a little more level-headedness in us just talking about it, then we wouldn't, then the literally the problems would be less. We have... Uh started to put together a list of songs that go mm-hmm. uh, that are the constant tunes playing in the hearts of each type and yeah. presently my favorite is a Bob Marley tune mm-hmm. called Three Little Birds doesn't matter all of them all of the <laughs> Bob Marley tunes <laughs> but the course of Three Little Birds is every little thing yeah is going to be all right yep don't you worry there is thing. something real po- we said this with sevens there's something real positive with over being able to overlook the po- problem and elevate the uplifting aspects of life, mm-hmm. and yet there's off also an obvious downside if that's where you go. Right, because we can easily just ignore very real problems. Brings us to the harmony triad. Nines are pragmatists. That is, they establish a practical, sustained role in the world. That's right. how they connect with the world and with other people. Mm-hmm. Uh, any thoughts on nines and and uh, their pragmatism? Well, just like threes and sixes, um, pragmatists are trying to figure out what works and what doesn't uh, in order to get the thing that they want. What works in order for me to gain control and autonomy over my own space? I'm I'm going to practice those things. I'm going to to draw those things into me. The things that work to keep the peace around me. This is this is what I want in my space all the time. That's why I have such a comfortable chair. <laughs> and I don't want the things that disrupt my autonomy. The relationships of nines are going to feed their motive. Nines want control. Will attach in relationships to those that give them control. Right. How does that work? Because that that is another one of these places that it's counterintuitive to me mm-hmm. until you say it. And then I'm like, okay. Yeah. But how do you experience that? So because nines are looking for autonomy, but without being controlling of others, they want to attach themselves to relationships that provide them that space and and don't expect that much from them. So that's it is very much about like what relationships in my life give me the things that I need. If I want autonomy, 
but I do not want to demand it from other people. Then I need people in my life that I can step away from that, that provide me the space to do the things to, to be my own self. Yep. And we've said this in the past that threes are going to attach in order to get the attention. Sixes attach to relationships that are going to give them security. Right. And there it is for the nines. Right. This is how this would materialize. I read this. I thought this was interesting. I would win your thoughts. Dr. David Daniels, who is a Stanford professor who did a lot of work on harmony triads. Mm -hmm. In fact, he thinks that that's the place to start in his work. He says that these types need to, at this point, at understanding that they attach, need to be aware of places where they unhealthily cling and allow discomfort. Mm-hmm. I thought that was an interesting word for all the types. Yeah, but, but especially particularly for nines. For nines. Um, so one thing we have not mentioned yet is that nines merge. Uh, so in our effort to uh, keep the peace, uh, and we'll probably talk about this more when we get into the shadow, but but we sort of turn off our... we we go to sleep to ourselves and we have a tendency to attach ourselves to someone else and, and just become like them. Mm-hmm. So we let their desires be our desires because it's way easier than trying to stand up for myself. Con- oh my gosh. It's conflict so free. Easier. Conflict free. But that also means that, that when we get into unhealthy spaces, we actually attach ourselves so thoroughly that we've now become sort of like a parasite. Yeah. Um, and, and, and we don't like when we cannot exist without another person, then, then now we're, we're not whole anymore. When we get to wake up calls in a second, Mm -hmm. that's all over some of the wake up calls, which I found uh, new material. Yeah. And I'm, I'm really, I'm really excited to hear your thoughts on that. But there's nothing wrong with establishing a practical role in the world mm-hmm. with others. You have to right. do it. Right. But the attachment side obviously has that. It's not codependency. What is it? It's uh, maybe codependency. Interdependency. No, yeah. it's, 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 it's parasitic. It's parasitic. Yeah. I am losing myself in this relationship because I gain the attention, the security, the control. Right. Well, and, and particularly for nines, it's it's allowing someone else to become my whole world so Ooh. that I don't have to do it. Come on. Brings us to the shadow here. Nines are going to primarily fear losing connection. Right. This is the first domino towards dark places for mm-hmm. nines. So talk about that. Well, there's... Um, there's a couple of different ways to look at this. I've, I've talked about this a lot. The idea of like thinking about the, um, if we're all standing on an iceberg and the iceberg breaks up when we all start to drift our separate ways, like that's a big part of what we fear. Um, but it's also like, like this is why we are afraid of conflict. This is why we don't stand up for ourselves because if we assert ourselves, then we might ruin the relationship. And, and and we we fear the loss of that relationship. Once it's gone and we've sort of come to terms with that, it's kind of fine. But going through the process of that separation is torturous. Like it's because it's it's all conflict. We didn't mention this with the harmony triad, but the message that nines need to hear is your presence matters. Mm-hmm. That is a direct assault on the idea of losing yourself in a relationship. Right. Because if you lose yourself, you're invisible. You don't exist. Right. You don't matter. Right. That is the the heart's message is always the first step on the opposite road to health. Mm-hmm. But this is the place where the fear and the heart's message are. That's where they really tr- tug. It's in your identity and right. value. Right. If me standing up for myself means that we don't have a relationship anymore, then why on earth would I think that I matter? Yeah. Come on. Yeah. That leads, that fear, when it um, manifests itself in the heart, becomes sloth. Mm -hmm. And this is another one of those steps where I need help there, right? How does that work? Well, uh, because of like that idea of not wanting to lose relationship, it it means that we are not 
It's like all of this fits together. We we don't want to lose relationship. We fear con- loss of connection. We fear separation, which means that we don't stand up for ourselves, which means we don't assert ourselves. We don't express our own wants and desires. And because of that, we don't engage our lives. Yeah. It is much easier to eat a bag of Oreos on the couch than to enter into spaces that might cause conflict in my relationships. Sloth isn't rest. Right. It's not taking time to pause. Mm -hmm. Sloth is about what you care about. It's about not caring for things that actually matter. Right. The truth is that nines, hearts, souls, futures, presence matters robustly. Right. And then the sin is sloth. Right. Is being... And it, it's walled off to that. Yeah, it's not just the couch potato thing. Like that's that's an easy description, but it's not that. It's mm-hmm. it's about not engaging your life in meaningful ways. Yeah, and that means you could be a workaholic who is also slothful. Yep. In your workaholism, yep. if you are in, re- neglecting the relationships of your family or or your friends or the the things that are actually important, in order to continue working, which isn't important, that is sloth. Investing in all the things that are superficial. Right. Sloth in the heart moves into the head as a fixation, mm-hmm. and uh, becomes indolence, which we routinely say. It's one of the better words oh, in the I English language. So good. <laughs> and it is this this mental pattern of sloth. It is getting to the point where you don't care about the things that are important anymore. Yep. All of that is cyclical in, in that it just builds on itself. Mm-hmm. I don't care anymore in my head. Yeah. And therefore, I can't engage my heart to care about passionately the things that matter. And it it all ties into the self as well. Like all of these things are directed at the self for the nine. Works its way into relationships then. Because if you don't care about yourself, I don't care about them either. Right. I, what I, in relationship, I imagine there's a checking out. I passive aggressively resist other people. Yeah. Because. Disengage with a smile. Yeah. Because yeah. I can say you really don't matter. Mm-hmm. Oh, there it is. That's the uh, the nine that feels they don't matter can easily then push that on others and say, well, of course you don't matter right. either. Right. And that's that's a manifestation of unhealth. Yep. yep. Eating disorders and addictions that Riso and Hudson mm-hmm. list for nines are overeating or undereating due to lack of self awareness and repressed anger. There's the repressed anger. Yep. Lack of physical anxiety. Depressants and psychotropics. There's another I, listing of depressants. What do you think? I think that's supposed to say lack of physical activity. What did I say? Anxiety. Oh, lack of physical. You read it correctly. I think <laughs> that's supposed to say activity. Depressants and psychotropics, alcohol, marijuana. I don't think that's been listed with any of the other ones, but fits so nightly, nicely with nines, I bet. I bet nines love Cause, marijuana. Because every little thing's going to be all right. But. It's going to be all right. Yeah. <laughs> Narcotics that deaden loneliness and anxiety. Yeah. Got some thoughts on that? Um, So we talked about downers with fours. We talked about uppers with sevens. And I think the things that take over, like like nines are looking for deadeners. Uh, They call it narcotizing uh, in the behavior. And it's, it's anything that sort of shuts off our brains. Yeah. Helps us disconnect from whatever's happening. Yeah. So I think alcohol can do this. I think uh, nines are probably less prone to heavy stimulants, but if the stimulant offers the sort of like shutdown that they're looking for, yep. and that doesn't necessarily mean a shutdown of activity. That that means we're we're trying to not have to pay attention to whatever. So it's an extreme pacifying mm-hmm. of the conflict that might be around you. Yep. The thing that got me was the dead end to loneliness of, uh, of some of the narcotics. We have a friend who uh, got real unhealthy, had to go to the hospital. While they were in the hospital, a few of us went and cleaned out the friend's house. Mm-hmm. Uh, underneath the friend's bed were 30 empty boxes of wine. Yep. 
It's like just liters and liters of wine that had mm-hmm. gotten drunk in, mm-hmm. in their bedroom. Yeah. And this person had lost somebody close to them uh, earlier that year, and it was just one of those, oh, dear God, <laughs> this, yeah. is, this is not, this isn't good. Yeah. There's a sort of mimetic joke about let's, let's drink until we can't feel feelings anymore. And that's, that is the addictive behavior of nines. Let's, let's do this thing until we can't feel anything anymore. Cause I'd rather be numb than have to engage. Yeah. And again, this is the place the heart's message needs to speak um, over our addictions, that Mm -hmm. your presence matters. Mm -hmm. Your presence matters ends up being the contrary message or solution. It's the healthy solution instead of narcotizing. Right. Uh, Nines believe I will become present to my life only when I am completely at peace and without conflict or problems. When nothing in the world bothers or upsets me and everyone in my world is happy and at peace, then I will show up. What do you see there? I'm trying to think of any kind of scenario that's not a coma in which these <laughs> this might actually happen. And there isn't one because the world is full of conflict. It's yeah. hard to live here and it kind of sucks, but it's also what life is. And we've said this in the past that when you when nines rest actively, when they choose how they are going to pause and intentionally go to those places, they will realize the opposite is true. Right. That they have the peace that actually matters. Right. That um, those things in the world that are troubling and problematic, they have the strength to allow them not to upset them at those levels. Mm-hmm. That the people around them actually are often at places of happiness and at peace and they don't need to. What would it be? It's not to be worried about that, but... Anxious? Yeah. Yeah. Against that? Yeah. Working for what you already got. Yeah. Rest, Sabbath, fasting, prayer, these all awaken us to how reality actually is and move against the lies that we often want to tell ourselves about when we will show up. And an important note for nines here is that, that rest and binging something on Netflix are not the same thing. Rest, like intentional engaging rest, has to do with actually stopping the activity and not shutting off like you you're you're not going to sleep to the world you're you're intentionally resting from your own attempts to make peace your your inability to stop watching netflix um you're like like all of the ways that that Nines are so good at at narcotizing. It is intentionally not doing those things or any other kind of activity. Being intentional about rest is a really, really, really hard thing for nines. And it actually is real rest for us where those other things are just shutting off. Good friend of ours uh, is a nine. I I believe he's a nine. Um, Very active hiker. Mm -hmm. And the intentionality of I'm going to a place where I can not do anything mm-hmm. productive intentionally because this is a zone where I experience the peace of the world around me. Yeah. It's in his intuitive center is awakened to uh, the nature that he loves. To He routinely does this with his family. Very active form of resting. Right. Right. I don't know if that counts. Yeah. Does that sound like Because you you need to get away from your normal activities. Yeah, there it is. Yeah. Um, Wake up calls for nines listed by Riesel and Hudson are denial of health, financial, or personal problems. It's part of the positive outlook. Longstanding resistance to getting help. Yep. Sense of inadequacy and emotional flatness. Yeah, sure. That's a good, I like that word. Because my presence doesn't matter. General neglectfulness. Uh-huh. Because you're, pre- it's again about a lot of stuff here about value. Mm-hmm. Uh, your own sense of your own value. Allowing um, themselves to be exploited. Yep. Again, sense of value. Feeling lost, confused, and disconnected. Any thoughts on uh, wake-up calls there? Yeah, I think they're all really good things to pay attention to. Nines, like that, wake up. You gotta wake up. The thing that hits me here is it's not 
there, there's the heart's message, your presence matters. There is the need to have folks in your life like just crying out to, to you and your soul how valuable you are to them and to other people because the lie is going to be the opposite mm-hmm. in terms of all these things. Mm-hmm. Um, I can allow my health, my finances, my personal problems to get out of control because I, I lack value. Yeah, Value judgments are a big deal. Yep. Value judgments are not data. They're not something you discover in nature. They're a thousand percent. They come out of your emotions and your heart in engaging that element of yourself, um, allowing your heart to be aware of your unsurpassable worth. Gotta get there. Yep. All right. Nines really want tranquility, but will settle for calm. Does that work for you? I'm not sure how I feel about the word tranquility. I think I replaced that one with something else. Uh, what was there before? I don't know. Serenity? I mean, it's probably uh, nines really want peace, but settle for calm. And I was like, we're using the word peace too much. Yeah, <laughs> sure. That makes sense. I wonder if nines really want value, but will settle for calm. In response to the wake-up calls, nines really want... What do you really want? Harmony. How about harmony? Harmony works. Yeah. Because harmony... Harmony within and... Yeah. yeah. Harmony doesn't necessarily mean peace. Harmony means all things in balance. Come on. Yeah. And that's your uh, move against disconnection? Yeah. Harmony is another word for justice. That is correct. And that would place... So is order. ...that value, yeah, in that in the body triad of eight, nine, one, that would end up being another way to articulate the same mm-hmm. idea where eights are justice oriented, nines yeah. are harmony oriented, ones are order oriented. All that's mm-hmm. the same. I w- the set rightness yeah. is what it is for ones. Yep. Um, that all ends up being uh, about the same kind of justice seeking. Yep. You want to get healthy? I do. I really, really, really do. <laughs> is this is as I at this point in time when we did the one podcast on these, I was exhausted at this point. I was just yeah. like, dear God, these are just Yeah, just that's awful. because this felt like you were a punching bag. Yes. When you were going through it. We're we're just talking about facts about me. Yeah, in this this yeah. isn't about this is I'm not emotionally invested in this. Just I'm, disconnect from it. Yeah. <laughs> I've shut down to myself. Yeah. This is just how nines are. It's fine. Well, what happens? It's when gonna be all right, Jeff. I that's I was gonna sing that song to you, but <laughs> <laughs> what happens when nines let go of their addiction to keeping their inner and outer life conflict free? Well, uh, as we start to get healthy, uh, this is what happens. We stop fighting conflict so much. We stop. Re- let's say that better. We stop resisting conflict so much, and we get to move into spaces of health and, and action and um, living and engaging with the world. And, and we get to showcase a holy idea. We've talked about this for each type. Uh, holy idea being a particular way that we are drawn into and refract the divine. Uh, and for nines, we get to display holy love. Like this is the thing that, that we're looking for and and it's sort of the balm for us and it is also the way that we showcase part of God to the world. And, and for me, what this is about is um, when you talk about true, unconditional, and I don't, not attached, but, but love without strings, you're talking about embracing the world, uh, like first love for yourself, uh, because you are important too. And that, that is a thing that nines are, are really struggling with. But also, when we truly love other people, then we feel more able and comfortable saying what we want to them. We feel more Ooh. comfortable being honest. And we feel less afraid of disconnection. Because if I truly love someone... And, and want to express love to them, then I cannot try to control them by refusing to tell them the truth. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. My, my take on it was, has been the same kind of take that I've done with all these is that the holy idea is spun with 
divine before it. So like God's love for you is robust and everlasting and you have unsurpassable value in God's eyes and are therefore the singular object of God's affection. And this counters so much of the shadow Mm -hmm. and um, needs to be the thing stated into the wake-up calls that you are cared for in everlasting terms, um, cosmic terms, and are therefore invited into your virtue, which is action. Mm -hmm. And um, once one understands the holy idea that you have unsurpassable value and are cared for by God at such robust in such robust ways, the natural and obvious thing is to say my to internalize the heart's message. Mm-hmm. Your presence does matter, yeah. and therefore I'm an act in the world. Yeah, I've got work to do. Yeah, yeah. I'll be curious how that works for. So I know a nine who's going to become a parent soon. I'll be curious how that works. Mm-hmm. It may be the case that your presence mattering is known. So said parent. Yeah, <laughs> we'll see. This one needs you now because they smelly. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> any thoughts on action? Um, well, I think that like we've talked about this all throughout. The the like one of the biggest things that the nine struggle with is is getting up, is engaging, is waking up to who we are and and what we need to do, and and in that space of reflecting, refracting divine love, then then we actually it it's. It's easier to do work if you know that the work you're doing matters and that you're the only one that can do it. Mm. So, some healing attitudes for nines. Maybe I can make a difference. Ah, oh, come on now. <laughs> it's the only time you're not going to be snarky with these. Maybe I need to get energized and be involved. Oh, I just want to nap. <laughs> My favorite. I've said this story before, but Reagan, prior to his inauguration, uh-huh. the the you know his assistant comes in, knocks on the door. Hey, President, Mister President Elect, it's your inauguration day. You need to mm-hmm. get up. And Reagan looked at him and goes, "Do I have to? <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> going to get inaugurated uh. as president? But hey, maybe you need to get energized and involved. Uh, maybe I am more powerful than I realize." The just the little sprinklings of experiencing these things sort of sort of just just peeking their their head around the corner in my life has like just just that little teeny tiny glimmer fills me with something that I can't express and like makes me want to wake up. Mm. So here's the thing. We need you nines. To be your best self. This is what this is entire thing has been about. Your story matters to the rest of us because if you don't engage, the rest of us are in terrible spots. Because what do bring? What do nines bring to to others? Well, in that space of um, being looking for peace and harmony in the world, we actually um, and and especially because we are asleep to ourselves and we're paying more attention to other people. We are very, very, very good at seeing the perspective of another. And so, like, that mediation place, like, we're really good at seeing the perspective of both sides and being able to uh, communicate across the two sides. Mm -hmm. So, person A feels this way, and I can communicate that to person B and vice versa. Uh, and and we can help bring that sort of composure, um, that that sort of level headedness, the the stability there. Um, when when we wake up and assert ourselves in the world, then we actually bring the kind of peaceful level headedness that the world on fire may need. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> There is a side to nines when healthy, where they, again, they're going to reflect healthy threes and become more self-developing, become more energetic, Mm -hmm. uh, push towards goals, uh, allow the value that they experience in themselves to flow into the world around them because they have self-understanding. Here's what I bring, and it is, it's not just valuable, it's absolutely necessary to a world on fire. Right. Uh, when nines lead, and nines can be stellar leaders, uh, what do you see? 
Uh, well, we talked about Reagan and Obama, great uniters mm-hmm. um, and and stabilizers. Mm-hmm. Uh, so both of them came into power at the end of great tumult. Yep, and and were able to just sort of calm things down. You get uh, people who are looking for consensus and are going to be able to be vehicles for that. Um, nines who are uh, awake and healthy and and step into uncomfortable positions of leadership and and find that they can stand underneath it they are able to really draw in everyone else because they are aware of the needs and values of other people and they are able to articulate that and unite different kinds of perspectives so. love especially in organizations mm-hmm. seeing nines at the top yeah to, um being the leaders of the room yeah um in our work we, you guys may not know this tj actually is the one that leads a lot of our meetings and it's just a joy to step in and just get to be a participant in those spaces because the spirit is different than a lot of the other types not to knock other types who are in leadership but there is a special spirit in when nines are in leadership that yeah. is that consensus making that mm-hmm. we're gonna we're all in this together that we're going to have communication that's very clean and when healthy is aware that we're going to act and and do the the good things in the world yeah it's good stuff it's good anything else on the nines no i got nothing friends it would mean the world to us if you'd pause take two seconds write us a brief review and give us some stars uh, you can find us on Instagram at Around the Circle Podcast. But the best thing you can do is share this episode with somebody that you love. Uh, if you dig our deep dives into pop culture, we may be doing one next. Um, but you can help us select upcoming series on our Patreon page, which is linked on Twitter. You got anything else, my man? Nah, I think I'm good. He's TJ Wilson. He's officially awesome. I am Jeff Cook. And who you aren't isn't interesting. Be who you are, and you're going to set the world on fire. Will come burning with hope. I'm waiting here.